The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Ron Gordon from Edward Jones is here. And Ron, what uh, say you about the markets? I guess we have a liquidation of a big company. And uh, What was the name of that company again? You were telling me off air. Yeah, so we're, we're looking here at Evergrande. The real estate uh, mogul over there in China. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ordered to liquidate in its landmark um, resettlement. I mean, not resettlement, but uh, restructuring just didn't work. They couldn't get it done. And I think this this is pointing to mixed economies, economies that uh, are trying to do a half well, let's let's just put it this way: they they're not going full in on on the capitalism or on a free market society. They're still controlling their market. Uh, what what happens? And uh, you know, this is this is just going to crush the Chinese real estate market. Uh, one of the biggest things out there. So, really big blow there. Now, does that have any exposure, or does it have any uh, American exposure to the markets with uh, what's happening in China in China's uh, real estate market? Yeah, so so there are companies that have had that have holdings here in the United States. Most of the major hedge funds, the uh, major fund managers have have extremely divested from uh, a lot of those companies. Seeing this on the horizon, this was back started back in twenty twenty two when this started happening, and uh, and once they started seeing the cracks, a lot of companies have divested from. From China, uh, making it even harder for them to get more capital to restructure and continue this moving forward. So it's going to be a rough time for uh, the communists out there in in China uh, trying to get new capital into their into their country. To- yeah. Well, what I was wondering here when I ask you about the exposure, is this one of those uh, things which could be considered a black swan event? That could once again trigger instability because remember, markets like things nice and stable and predictable. And was this predicted that they were going to just liquidate uh, all, all these uh, this uh, this big Chinese hedge fund? Yeah. So Evergrande had about two hundred and forty billion dollars of assets, and they've been struggling since twenty twenty one. So this was something that has been on the horizon. We okay. Tried to see them restructure. That's what I'm saying is that the that we've divested from the real estate after all of this that took place back in 2021. It's not going to have a big effect here in the United States, but it does set that big precedent that, you know, they're not able to restructure like we are here in the United States. So when we had Ford and we had GM and we had some of our companies that were going through some some rough times in 2008, we, we were able to restructure and get that figured out. But, but you know, in some ways, China is being more capitalist than the United States because when we restructure, it's usually a government bailout on a lot of this stuff. China just says, hey, you're screwed. We're just going to close you, right? Well, maybe, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps that's actually... You know, you can't have creative destruction unless you actually allow something to dis- be destroyed. It's like, let's be honest, uh, General Motors should have been uh, just destroyed. The bond owners should have been, play- should have been paid off. And then uh, pieces of the country or the uh, company should have been sold off to other people if we were going to allow creative destruction. But they didn't do that, did they? I, hey, I agree with you to a certain extent uh-huh. that that's, that's the way that things should have happened. 
what I'm saying is that this is the the situation is that the structure just isn't there in the Chinese market. Yeah, it's going to continue to uh, drive more and more capital away from China. All right, and then of course we're wondering about how our capital will be treated here. I guess we're going to have the uh, Federal Reserve meet later this week, right? And uh, talk. Yep. Yep. Hmm. So it's uh, it's estimated that they're going to continue to leave the rates at where they're at right now, not making any changes. But there's going to definitely be some some conversation that we're going to have to parse through and see what direction the the wind is blowing. If they're being a little bit more dovish or hawkish, um, or or what <laughs> what their goals are. You know, I just thought about something here, Ron. What you need to do is get Chat GPT to analyze whatever the Fed says and then see if they could actually... Can you tell us where... Get the, get the chat GTP, GPT rather to say, can you tell us what the Fed actually said here? And I'd be curious what... Because, right. you know, everyone's always going... Uh, you know, they're, they're always te- teasing out the tea leaves and they're trying to draw great meaning from just a statement or a word here, right? It's what they always do. It's really exactly. funny. All right. Uh, anyway... Call Ron if you'd like to sit around and shoot the uh, breeze with him about your own portfolio. Maybe he can help you out on this, all right? 734-0070. He probably would tell you, uh, don't invest in Chinese real estate right now. Okay, that would be the the first thing, right? right. 734-0070. Thanks, Ron. We'll talk uh, tomorrow, okay? You be well. Bye-bye. Good stuff. Uh, Ron Gordon, Edward Jones. 14 after 8, Dr. Dennis Power standing by. We'll talk some local history, some other uh, political news here, too. And uh, I think... uh, I think this is this you, Doctor Powers. Hi there. Yeah. Hey, Bill. You betcha. We're on. Okay, we'll be on with you here in just a minute. And by the way, do you know which direction to wear your hard hat whenever you wear a hard hat? Do you know? Are you okay with that? <laughs> you can wear well, it. Well, you see, Biden. Biden has decided that uh, he doesn't have to go ahead and be like most people, and uh, uh, he had no idea. And that's the reason why, on a fundraiser, my friend, it's going to be Clinton coming in with a. <laughs> to support him that's the only way they can take him out of the basement this guy is nuts all right well i just know that uh, what cracked me up is that snopes of course came out and said and was defending the president over the weekend and then got barbecued out there on the uh, on social media and then finally said oh yeah i guess it, it really was flipped around backwards but anyway yeah, well, well- you're right. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about uh, some more uh, with uh, Dr. Powers, some uh, the financial news, the, of course, uh, political news, and so much more all coming up. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is brought to you by Johnson Builders, Southern Oregon's leading authority in post-frame and steel buildings for over 20 years. Bruno, the Fontana roofing shop dog and mascot, is particularly fired up at the end of a long day. Let's find out what all the commotion is about. And there's Bruno, always excited to see us. Looks like he has something on his mind. He never disappoints. Yes, you are a contractor's best friend. No arguments there. No, I believe that's plural. He's saying we are a contractor's best friend. Uh Uh-huh. Valid points, Bruno. Since Fontana now has a full metal shop providing flashing, siding, skirting, gutters, practically any custom metal detail contractors need in a variety of colored coatings. He's right. I suppose it does make us a contractor's best friend. Wait, what? Did he just call you a jerk? No, he can smell the jerky in my pocket. Here you go, buddy. For your next metal project, call your friends at Fontana Roofing. Visit FontanaRoofingServices.com. Hi there, it's Jeff with Quality Tree Service. 
As we look forward to spring, now is the time we offer our best rates of the year. Winter is also a great time to prune your trees because they're dormant and waiting to wake up and grow in a healthy way. So give us a call and get a no-obligation quote. I think you'll be impressed with how affordable it is to get your trees shaped up for spring. Quality Tree Service offers senior and military discounts too. Find us at qualitytreeservicemedford.com. As American buyers shock politicians and activists by rejecting electric vehicles, the reaction of people living in California to this next driving insult should be very entertaining to watch. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Post a job for free and find qualified candidates quickly at linkedin.com slash Kim. Here's the next big experiment in government control from the politicians in California. An absolute requirement that every passenger vehicle, every car, every truck, every bus sold or operated in California must have a speed governor. And these smart devices using GPS tracking data and land-based cameras to verify your speed, your vehicle, and your identity, and get ready for it, automatically slow down your vehicle as it approaches 10 miles per hour above the speed limit. Senate Bill 961 has been introduced. The technology is here. And all of this is to start in just three years. But will California drivers stand for it? Enter to win a $1,000 PC or Mac at commando.com slash win. 37,000, 25, 1. Three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 37,000, that's how many businesses have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. Streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. And this year is NetSuite's 25th anniversary. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. And finally, the number one, because your business is one of a kind. NetSuite offers customized solutions for all your KPIs in one efficient system. That's one source of truth to manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need, all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist, designed to give you consistently excellent performance, absolutely free, at NetSuite.com slash Kim. That's NetSuite.com slash Kim to get your very own KPI checklist. That's NetSuite.com slash Kim. The Bill Myers Show is on 106.3 KMED and 99.3 KCMD. Dr. Dennis Powers, where past meets present, still available at HellgatePress.com. And you can find out more about all the uh, the wonderful books that Dr. Powers has uh, written. Everything from Sentinel of the Sea to Trevor, uh, Treasure Ship. Sentinel of the Sea is still my favorite one because I'm a big lighthouse guy. I don't uh, know why that... We, uh-oh. Well, you know that, Did we lose you? you know, Do you need a cough? No, All right. no, no we're here. Okay, we're good. Here. All right. But that was one of the fun things that, that really to go into because Judy and I actually flew out uh, during a, a beginning storm out to the lighthouse uh, that's five miles off the coast of Crescent City, basically. Mm-hmm. And my friend, we landed there on top of the caisson, which is only 50 foot wide by a work helicopter. And the storms were crashing, and even the spray was coming over the helicopter. So it was one of those things where uh, it was uh, fun to get into. And also about the story of the lighthouse keepers, very brave, courageous people that, that their story really stands out to me. And it was a real commitment when you ended up being a lighthouse keeper because it could be months in many cases that you had to stay out there because it wasn't where you, in those days, where you were just going to routinely go there and uh, service them, right? Yeah, that's very true. And you know, Bill, it was such a rough station out there that you really had, the, they said it was for screw-ups. 
you had to screw up to be assigned out there. Uh, <laughs> <because it> was, <laughs> oh, so they were punishing you out at those lighthouses. Got it. Okay. And there is a story about uh, one sailor uh, who was sure his wife was having an affair uh, and told uh, the, the commander, uh, who then happened to be outside in Crescent City, that uh, uh, he needed to go ahead and to check and to bring this guy back. Otherwise, he was going to jump. And the guy said, go ahead and jump. The weather's too damn bad. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But anyway, it great stories. Story I, of guys and gals and, and really good, strong people. I've always enjoyed them, all right? Today, it's going to be a story in Where Past Meets Present of a, of a different kind. Uh, from here to Broadway, the story of Stephanie Lee. Tell us about that. Interesting story here. Well, this is amazing to me, Bill, because it, it's one that, that snuck up on us. Uh, and when you take a look at, 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 at people who really stand out as actors and actresses, musicians or whatever it is, Jack Elam and Jim Belushi and, and people like this, they really are very good. And they're nice people. But what happened here was that Steffi Garrard, same thing, was born in talent in 1987. So this is a relatively young profile that we, that we very, have today. Yeah, very we're not, young. We're not talking ancient history, okay? This is no, not at all. Recent. And, and, and what really is standing out, Bill, is that uh, at the young age of four, uh, her mother had taken her to see a musical, and she just looked at her mom and looked at it, and she said, that's where I'm going to be. No kidding. So... Yeah, so she started, but she was so precocious, voice coaches and, and musical theater while at Ashton High School. And then when we were lucky, I was able to come across a, a really hidden uh, quote uh, that was in the Ashton High School newspaper uh, that said basically that Steffi uh, Garrard was a household name at Ashton High School by the time she graduated in 2005. She performed, Bill, in 12 musical plays uh, as a, a, a junior and senior, uh, and she played Mame. Uh, she in, in Mame, she played Abigail in the Crucible, mm -hmm. Eliza in The Sound of Music. And then by at age 23, she was now playing Mary Poppins on Broadway. Uh, and what's incredible is that after Ashton High School, <clears throat> and I remember seeing one of her musicals, and she was outstanding, uh, that she headed to Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh. But, you know, there's, there's a, when you have real talent and when you have real motivation and support, what she did is here in her freshman year, I mean, she's, what, 18, 19 years old? Uh, she auditioned for Summerstock at the Pittsburgh Civic Light Opera. Each show only ran bill for one to two weeks, uh, and these were ones like Disney's Beauty and the Beast, 42nd Street, Annie Get Your Gun. But then after she graduates, she actually worked as a nanny in New York City. <laughs> and then she plays uh, Mary Poppins in Disney's Isn't first North American musical tour, right? Bill, kind of ironic. Isn't incredible because it was the first North American musical tour, <clears throat> and uh, that 1964 film we we all kind of remember was such a wonderful film. And 40 years later, Disney then brought out this 
uh, production for the first North American tour. Now, I'm going to see if I can do this. It's the supercalifragilisticexpialidocious stage adaptation, Mm -hmm. and the show has played in countless cities with four productions, four of them, my friend, uh, that were running on three continents, which makes up for, you know, the problems that Disney got into, because these are really, uh, you know, old-time revenue winners that we all can, uh, you know, relate to. Well, yeah, what she's doing is recreating the uh, the old Disney, the classic Disney, the Disney that was good, the Disney, uh, you know, pre-woke, pre-wokesterism, essentially, right? Good point, Bill. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. And then what happened, though, was that uh, she was then asked in... 2011. Now she's 24 years old to audition in New York for the same role on Broadway to replace the Oliver Award winner. Uh, it was Laura Kelly, Kelly in October. As soon as she is selected, all the national press, uh, you know, press jumps all over her and, and, and lauds uh, this, this precocious talent. Uh, and then uh, what which, which she did, though, Bill, really stood out, because even though after she went on to originate that role, if you will, with her own stamp, uh, she then played in different types of musicals on Broadway. And there's one that your listeners could would really enjoy taking a look at. She uh, played the iconic supermodel Dorian Lee. Uh, one of the world's first supermodels in the musical War Paint. Now, if if you go in to Google and put in her name and 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 Fire and Ice and Dorian Lee, you will see uh, uh, images of her dressing up uh, as this sex appealed appealing uh, woman, and the costumes and the whole look is just another look. That's so different, Bill, from Mary Poppins. Uh, Indeed. So she's versatile, in other words. Um, I wanted to just uh, say it's just great to see someone here. uh, Truly, a local girl has made good and made big, you know, on this uh, kind of thing. And, you know, and and I guess the thing is she does uh, fundraisers and she works with the Rogue Valley Symphony in the uh, Pops Christmas concert. And and just great. Just a great story. And I appreciate you sharing that. I really do. And Oh, and Bill, you're absolutely right, because what she does, even though she has this very busy schedule, because she had just come off of uh, this Disney Princess, the concert, which is where they have 13 Disney film princesses mm-hmm. like Cinderella and Snow White. It was a tour of countries from Australia to the Philippines and Singapore. She comes here. She goes ahead. She gets involved in a fundraiser for uh, the Ukrainian sister city of Ashland. And as you point out so well, Bill, she does the Rogue Valley Symphony's Mid-December Pops concert uh, at the the Angus Bauman Theater. And then she heads back to New York City, and she's she's only in her mid-30s. Yeah, so there's a lot of Stephanie Lee yet to uh, see here with that uh, kind of talent. I love that story, though, about being taken as a four-year-old to a musical and saying, that's where I want to be. She knew. And it, it obviously, she's quite at home there. Uh, I, I don't know. Did you ever know at age four or five, you know, what you wanted to do with your life? Do you know? Do you remember? 
Well, you know, actually what I remember uh, it was the fact that if I wanted to get a car, my dad said I had to start working. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get to work, Dennis! There we go. You know, for me, you know, it's like I had thought about going into broadcasting when I was a little boy. But you know what got me into that was, uh, do you remember those old 101 electronic kits that oh, Radio Shack? absolutely. Yeah, Radio Shack absolutely. used to sell. Well, absolutely. I, it was one of my most treasured gifts when I was a young boy. And they had the home broadcasting kit on there in which you would, uh, you know, you uh, plug your batteries in and build the little kit. And then you talk into the little crystal microphone. And I, I did that from the home in uh, in Milan, Ohio. And I was thinking, God, you'd be pretty good. So I was a little mini DJ back in those days. But I can't exactly say I knew I'd be at KMED 43, 50 years later. But uh, <laughs> what but do we you say? Know, but you know, Bill, I, I really have always really liked radio. Even mm-hmm. when, uh, you know, I needed to do all sorts of different support uh, for the books that are coming out and tours and things like that. I have always enjoyed the, the, the interrelationships on radio uh, in presence or by phoner, and it's one of those things that, that has really been a part of my life. I really in, enjoy working radio. Well, we appreciate you being a part of our life here, too, Dr. Powers. That's vice versa. That's ours. All right, Dr. Dennis Powers, Stephanie Lee from here to Broadway. We'll post that on com today. And uh, I haven't been able to clear the call here, Dennis, but we'll see if it's a raving lunatic or someone has a comment or question. <laughs> Hi, who's this? Good morning. Good morning, Bill. Bob Shannon Medford. All of the above. Okay, raving Play lunatic, loose. but also smart guy. How you doing there, Bob? What's up? I'm doing well. Uh, morning, Dr. Powers. I really, Good morning, really appreciate uh, the historical <laughs> perspectives that you give of the Rogue Valley. Uh, mm-hmm. After that, after I hear some of your stuff, I get on the Southern Oregon Historical Society and start searching around or looking articles. So you do spur the imagination and the reflection of history, you know, of our area well, and how it relates. Well, that's very nice of you because it's it's, it's and, and Bill has been working on this for so many years and with yourself at the Southern Oregon Historical Society. Thank you because. Preserving history is a way of preserving our freedoms, and I appreciate your phone call. Anything Alrighty. else? Anything else you want uh, to add there, Bob? I, I yeah. heard another thing. Go ahead. Yeah, you had the. Although um, I appreciate the history of the lighthouses, but I've got a book, Pacific Square Riggers. Uh, history of the great windships of yesteryear that focuses on the Pacific Coast, and in there. They had the wind jammers that loaded cut dimensional lumber on their ships before they sent them out to the Sandwich Islands. And on a past trip to Coos Bay, I see these ships with wood that has had two cuts on it, one on either end of the log, being shipped out. And it just it it just you know reflects on we used to send dimensional lumber out that uh, you know had to be processed through a mill and be cut and then shipped. In other words, it was more economically uh, valuable to us. It, it generated more income here when we did the milling here, right? Correct. Yeah. And I remember uh, I've been in the Valley since 76, and uh, I'm a naturalized Oregonian because I have three anchor babies. 
but uh, <laughs> I love that. I never thought. Well, in that case, I have two anchor babies. All right, I'm with you. All right, all right. And uh, in about two years, I'll have been here for fifty years, so I can get my pioneer fishing license. I'm going to stay alive for that. All right. Hey, great hearing from you, Bob. I appreciate the call, Doc. Uh, why don't you hang on? Why don't we kick around some of the other news here in just a minute? Okay. After and, and that is a great book that that uh, he was mentioning, and especially mm-hmm. with with anchor babies. And to go ahead and to be go <laughs> for your fiftieth, congratulations. All right. Uh, hang on, Doc. We'll be back here. This is the Bill Myers Show on KMED KCMD. In two thousand five, John and Dan acquired Drake's Paint, your local Benjamin Moore dealer, from their father. More important than the assets was the cherished family business name. The brothers still work hard every day to honor the name passed down from over a century, symbolizing the values and tradition the Drake's built before them. At Drake's Paint, you get top quality Benjamin Moore paint and stain and the legacy of service and value preserved for generations. Drake's Paint, your only locally owned paint store in Medford and Grants Pass. Hi, this is Charlene at American Industrial Door. Colder weather can make springs snap and the rain makes jams swell and seals deteriorate. Lower temperatures can also make a garage door less flexible and put added strain on your door opener. Now is a good time to call American Industrial Door and have us service and adjust your door and opener to make sure it continues to provide safe and convenient operation. For garage door service and repair you can trust, count on your local expert for over 30 years. American Industrial Door in Center Point and Grants Pass. We're here with Kevin from Clouser Drilling. Kevin, can you drill a well in the wintertime? You bet. Winter can be a beneficial time to drill as most contractors are available. Many of our winter customers were planting gardens and need to be ready when spring comes. Aren't those drill rigs pretty heavy? They're very heavy. You need a good solid road base for drilling access, and this road can be an asset in future for maintenance of the well. For a free written estimate, contact Clouser Drilling, C-L-O-U-S-E-R, at 541-476-7795. Johnson Builders is the leading authority of post and frame construction in Southern Oregon and Northern California for over 20 years. Save on shops, garages, barns, and covered riding arenas during their winter sale. For commercial, industrial, or residential, they have you covered with the lowest pricing of the year while the winter sale lasts. Visit www.johnson.builders or check them out on Instagram at Johnson Builders Corp for ideas on your project. Financing available. Johnson Builders, building for your future. This hour of the Bill Myers Show is brought to you by Johnson Builders, Southern Oregon's leading authority on post-frame and steel buildings for over 20 years. Good morning. I'm Molly Smith with your NBC5 Morning News Update. A shooting at a Medford laundromat left one person dead Saturday night. Medford police say officers responded to Weldon's laundromat in the 600 block of Crater Lake Avenue. A male victim was discovered in the laundromat with multiple gunshot wounds, and he was pronounced dead at the scene. Police say because it's an ongoing investigation, they cannot release certain details at this time. But if you have information about the case, you are urged to reach out to MPD. And it's that time of year. Tax season starts today. The Internal Revenue Service will start accepting and processing 2023 federal income tax returns. The deadline for filing for most people is April 15th. People who miss the tax filing deadline will likely face a hefty penalty. And the city of Medford and ODOT are planning ways to reduce traffic congestion on the South Medford and Phoenix interchanges. As of right now, project planners have their eyes set on possibly extending South Stage Road in South Medford across I-5 and Bear Creek. 
Currently, the lack of east-west connections in that area between South Medford and North Phoenix results in longer travel times and puts stress on other areas. ODOT is open to hearing from the public for input, and you can go to odotopenhouse.org to find the South Stage Road Extension Plan Open House. There will also be a virtual public meeting at 6 p.m. on Wednesday. And that's a look at your morning headlines. For NBC5 News, I'm Molly Smith. Do you owe the IRS back taxes you can't afford? Are your finances underwater? First Response Resolution in Eagle Point solves tax problems. Their CPA will represent you with the IRS and defend your rights as a taxpayer. Visit FirstResponseIRS.com to schedule your free consultation. How can you avoid the stress and headaches of selling your home in today's market? Hey, it's Lars, and let me tell you, the only agent in Medford that can save you from all that stress is Jared Hokanson with Hokanson Realty. Don't let the negative media reports about interest rates stop you. Get the facts from a professional. Jared has years of experience and in-depth knowledge of the market right here in Medford. Jared has the right strategic options for you. And in this market, when he puts his marketing to work for you, that strategy helps attract the right kind of buyers at the right time who are willing to pay top dollar. Jared even guarantees to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agree to, or Jared buys the home instead. Real estate expert and Shark Tank star Barbara Corcoran and I both recommend only Jared Hokanson in Medford and in Southern Oregon. Call Jared today at 541-772-SOLD or go online to 541-772-SOLD.com and tell Jared Lars sent you. Your smile is the key to your health and confidence. Did you also know that research has concluded people have almost as much fear about finding a new dentist as they do about going to the dentist? Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Johnson, and here at Dental Excellence, we value the confidence and trust our patients have in us. My 20 years of experience in thorough training equals comprehensive dental care. From creating that perfect filling or doing that perfect root canal in my dental microscope to restoring a patient's confidence with implant-supported dentures, we can do it all here at Dental Excellence. For those who need, I am highly trained and certified in IV sedation and the art of creating a comfortable, relaxed, stress-free environment. Are you looking for friendly, compassionate, personal care? Come and join our excellent dental family. Call 541-779-6170 today for a free consultation. Dental Excellence. Dental Excellence. Changing lives one smile at a time. 1063 KMED, 993 KCMD, and this is the Bill Myers Show. You know, Dr. Powers, uh, Jean from uh, Josephine County just uh, called me during the break, and we have to credit her with this. Said that uh, Biden did not have his uh, hard hat on backwards; his head was on backwards, is what it was. And, and you know, that actually make, might make more sense. I suppose might make more sense. I know it's not the biggest story, but it just astounded me how the liberal fact checkers like Snopes. And of course, you know how everyone say, oh, Snopes is uh, right down the middle. They immediately came out and defended him. They they apparently got their marching orders. Well, no, his uh, his hat wasn't on backwards. It's ridiculous. Snopes, Snopes, as as we know, is a a pro-Biden pro-far-left outfit and has never, ever fact-checked something correctly. They, they are, there are actual cases where you see where money is flowing in the Snopes are coming from the far left. Mm-hmm. And obviously they got their marching orders. And I guess the question is, who's going to fact-check the fact-checkers as time goes on here? 
Yeah. And well, if you're going to lie, if, if you're going to lie and do it improperly when it comes to the uh, to whether or not the hard hat was on the right direction or not, what else are you not? Or, oh, you know, or shading the truth it, on you. Isn't know? it the case, but also the fact that it's probably more likely that his head screwed up more than the hat was. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, Doc, I wanted to uh, to take a, a, a dive on the E. Jean Carroll case. And we have former President Trump, who is going to appeal this, apparently. I'm trying to understand how a case, this defamation case, gets as far as it did and goes to the point where we where we have this happen was it just because it was done in uh, in new york and and believe me i've had my problems with the way president trump has behaved at some points in his history okay i, I just want to let you know i'm not just a a lick spittle or a lay down for everything trump but agreed something's wrong oh, here i'm the same way yeah something is wrong here and how is it that someone who never filed any kind of lawsuit about uh you know, or never got police involved or everything, is known for talking about, hey, isn't rape sexy? And uh, and getting into all these other things ends up with this case. I mean, how did it go as far as it did? Explain to me the process of how this ended up happening, in your view, as well, an attorney, okay? Yeah, yeah. Legally, first of all, you had uh, the a jury that found that uh, there was a sexual assault in a department store. And the problem, though, was the fact that then all of a sudden uh, Trump goes ahead and starts with a defamatory statement. She's a whack job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a, a very unknown New York City columnist uh, supported by the far left. And that started off the defamation lawsuits because the the, the New York outfits were just waiting to be able to have another way to come after a Trump. But then what happens is, is that there is a legal argument that, I, Bill, I'm still shaking my head over. And, and that is the fact that they went ahead and, and went ahead to say that uh, should the jury set damages that match the total uh, or gross injury, uh, or should they compensate her for the net injury? In other words, uh, that that this helped her reputation so much uh, that they should deduct this <laughs> as a positive from the overall damages. Well, the judge comes down, and I've I've never ever saw or heard or read you know where defamation and slander in this case. Uh, and there, there's some very specifics that come in. But it actually, ben, in other words, it's they were benefit. actually coming up with the fact that Trump's defamation or defaming her actually helped her? That's correct. Wow. And so, and they were actually doing this in closing arguments uh, to where the the judge quite correctly was given the opportunity. Of course, she would rule against Trump in any event to a certain extent, but... Uh, the the whole idea is is the fact that there is no positive aspect to a person's reputation, and it should not be counted and should not be taken to an effect. Because if there is no defamation, then there are no damages. But whack job, and then saying that they should deduct this increase in her column. 
you know, from the fact that Trump had said this should be deducted. Now, interesting what happened, my friend, was that in the first thing that I, I went into as I could was the fact that of the 83 million, 65 million is punitive damages. In other words, it was a misplay all the way through, uh, you know, and, and of course they'll appeal it. And then we're going to have to wait and see, because if they appeal it on this legal argument, that's going to be an uphill battle. What, what do you mean if they, are you speaking of if Trump appeals? Trump. All right. Yes. He, he will appeal. Okay. He, yeah, he will appeal. But, but the, 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 to claim that, that what Carroll earned from his defamations as a whack job is a benefit that lessens any damages, that's a very hard road to climb. All right. What do you believe the Trump team? I, I know I'm asking you to Monday morning quarterback, of course, because it is Monday morning, and you can be a quarterback. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, we're quarterbacks. Exactly. Exactly. I'm all snapping, right. I'm snapping the ball. <laughs> Where do you think the Trump team went wrong on this? Because the part that always struck me about this is that there had never been any charges, never been any conversation about uh, about uh, criminal charges, because if she had been you know, grabbed and, and like and, and raped and the way she described it, it's just out and out uh, sexual, sexual assault. That's all this was. Or a rape. That's all there was to it, if nothing else. Well, I think part of it is the fact they had enough criminal uh, uh, activities coming after Trump in a number of different ways. Mm. Uh, and, and, and the other thing, too, is that in New York City, and, and given the way that... that that city is run by the mayor and by the politicians and the Pauls, uh, there is not going to be, in my estimation, a positive outcome. They, they, they should have tried to have headed it off way in the beginning, but they, they continued to fight and fight and fight and fight and fight. And unfortunately, this is what the far left wants, is for Donald Trump to keep fighting everything because all the money is going to go into legal fees and Joe Biden and Joe Himmler Biden is going to be sitting in the basement as... as yeah, uh, not doing anything, so Trump's going to be defending himself. Would yeah. it have been wiser, in your opinion, if had you been advising President Trump? I'm asking for a legal opinion from you, you know, having been an attorney. You've been in trials and things. Would you have advocated settling earlier on or not? Or maybe a selling, settling was not the... Uh, uh, in the cards, maybe she wanted her, you know, maybe wanted blood. I guess I'm not sure. I, I didn't pay that much attention to this case. I really didn't till now. I well, just... it, it it really did, Bill, hit us in terms of a of, of a side blow. Uh, and you're absolutely right. All these considerations would be in there. And and if Donald Trump is your client, he's a fighter. That's one of his great assets. But it's also one of the the that comes in sometimes doesn't know when to not fight and just uh, fold the cards and okay pay this person off make them go away and then off we go that yeah kind of and then thing? he'd say okay kid you're fired mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the problem in which you don't know how to pick a fight sometimes right this was a dangerous one i guess did you did That's you always right. think this was a dangerous case because i'm looking at this she's got nothing i, I couldn't find anything you know, on this. Well, it's, Other than it's, I say this happened, you know, 30 years ago or four, you know, it's like, come on, who can defend them? I couldn't tell you where I was and what I was doing 30 years ago, Doc. 
Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And that's where you have a lot of doubts about this. But the jury found that he had sexually assaulted her uh, in a civil suit. And part of the reason that they came in, and this goes into your question, which is a good one, is that the the standard of proof, of course, in a criminal case is much higher beyond a reasonable doubt. With a civil thing, it's by a preponderance of the evidence. Okay, what was the evidence, though? What was the uh, evidence? Her, her testimony against his. Oh, so her testimony, what she said happened, was right. evidence. Okay. Right. All right. That's right. That's right. And, and, and <laughs> that's why they came in, uh, you know, in retrospect, why they came on the civil side, because they really, her, her handlers didn't really know uh, how the jury would do Although in your vordere and when you're you're going ahead and determining, uh, that's that's where a trial, as as your litigators know, is going to be in a lot of times made or broken by the way you handle the vordere and uh, which is the investigations and the questions you have of the bias of prospective jurors. Hmm. All right. So, so it's a it's a very complicated thing, and and it's not a good uh, uh, statement about our society at all. Okay. All right. I just thought I'm asking because uh, I'm not a legal eagle, but I talk to you know quite a few. And oh, you sure do. You can ask all the questions, and the I, right questions, and but but you can understand why you know someone would look at this and go, "What? Eighty three million? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did. I did too. Okay, I I, I I did too. I just said eighty three million, and then and then hindsight's twenty twenty. So then you can get in and say, "Okay, what happened here?" But before then, and the, the judge's decision. At the last moment, that that argument couldn't be used, just severed them at the knees. Severed the defense. You right. what you're saying, uh, Trump's defense. Got it. Right. Okay. And uh, no doubt the judge then got the memo, right? You, know, <laughs> you start I wondering. Tell you, in New York City and, and in other places where you have a very deep-seated uh, uh, Clinton bias, uh, it, it's very hard to overcome that. We got him now. We got it. Well, apparently they did have him now, you know, on this yeah. one. At least yeah. he's not having to go to uh, to prison for it or anything else. Uh, is this going to have any effect on the other cases that uh, President uh, Trump is fighting? It, only, only in the fact that it diverts more funds and more time and gives him more problems. And you see, part of the thing that bothers me, Bill, uh, just to share it and to see what you think, is that we talk about the next shoe that could fall. Mm -hmm. And with these different uh, investigations and criminal prosecutions, if all of a sudden, a month before the election, and Trump is ahead, and it turns out that he is convicted criminally, question is, is what then will the polls show, and will we have another Bush situation where the Times waited until the third day before the election to say and to bring out about his deuce? Mm-hmm. Would that be the problem that comes in, and we are now fighting real rampant socialism? All right. Doc, uh, I wanted to ask a favor of you, being in the uh, in the legal world. I'm very concerned, uh, and this is completely shifting gears away from national politics, okay? So I... I we we pretty much uh, putting this story to bed now. Um, I have um, I, I want to pay attention to our Jackson County District Attorney race this year, which is wide open. We know that that Good point. A number of people are going to be in here. 
I am really concerned that we have stealth George Soros types that might be running. I don't know. And is there any way that you maybe you could uh, kind of look in this knowing what to look for with uh, the various candidates? Could you give me a hand with that? Because I have to tell you, when you try to ask anybody running for either judge or DA, you're going to get a straight answer or something. Well, I can't do this. I can't say anything about this because I might have to prosecute this. You're right. You know, you get those kind of stories, you know, that kind of response. Have you know, Bill, th- this is a very good uh, issue you're bringing up. Uh, one of the things that I do uh, is when I'm looking at candidates as to how to vote in in judge positions or legal positions, it's to take a look at what they put down on their qualifications and to look at, uh, you know, are there on a board of peacemakers uh, of Jackson County? Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of the thing, too, is they go out of their way not to put certain things down. But the litmus test is to get kind of an idea as to where they're going. Have they been totally always committed as a district attorney? Or have they gone ahead and spent – and these are just questions. Okay. Uh, as as to have they been uh, in criminal defense uh, for – eight years or 10 years. Okay. Uh, Well, you understand, it's like, I'm wondering if, I know I'm kind of sandbagging you here, just kind of dropping it on you, but I'm wondering if we could uh -uh. maybe have you uh, take a look and we could have some conversation about that over the coming weeks, if that'd be all right. Sure, sure, we'll we'll go ahead and we'll take a look at it. And then, of course, it's going to be up to the candidates themselves to show where they're sitting. And then, of course, as you know better than all of us, it's how the political winds are shifting demographically, politically, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Democrat versus Republican versus independent and all the little gradients. That yeah, there's a lot of stuff to uh, to look at at this. And, and the reason I brought it up is that uh, I was somewhat irritated. I was talking with Kevin Starrett earlier this morning that, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, we had the Central Point uh, skate park shooting of a, a few months ago, you know, last year. In oh, which a right. uh, drug seller is there with a drug buyer. They get into a thing. One guy thinks that he's afraid of the other one. And so he puts several holes in him. Fortunately, the guy didn't die. But uh, they cop a plea deal through, uh, you know, through the through the DA's office and the judge. And uh, the guy who actually shot someone gets three years probation, right? Three years probation. Yeah, and, unbelievable. Yeah. And then you have, uh, during the Summer of Love... You have uh, this one guy who was part of the uh, protest against the George Floyd protesters and was going out there saying, all lives matter, all lives matter. Well, they get into a fight and they, get, they surround him and he feels scared, too. He pulls out a firearm. He's got five years felony probation that he's working through. His, his uh, wife got fired. They were trying to fire his son. You know, it's like the whole system. He was politically unpopular. And I can't help but see that sometimes there feels like there's politics on the scales of justice, even in Jack in Jackson County, and that oh, I, uh, could, I, I couldn't agree more, Bill. And you're seeing that in terms of all of a sudden you're having demonstrations uh, that come out in favor of uh, a a defendant, mm-hmm. and we saw them here in Ashland. And also, uh, you know, we're seeing a rise in different crimes, especially with the drug uh, liberalization. Uh, and then, of course, the news has just come out that, that there was a shooting and a death uh, in terms of a laundromat on Crater Lake Boulevard uh, to this this uh, this uh, morning. Yeah, well, all I'm saying is that uh, if we're going to get a new uh, DA, I want a DA that's straight ahead and is able to resist the woke mob, too. And then all of us, 
all of us do, and you're right, Bill. Yeah, we need that. So we'll talk about that next week, all right, or maybe beyond. But I just wanted to kind of – I'm tossing it on your lap. I'm sorry. but uh, Oh, no, no, not at all. You're raising questions that your, your listeners are saying, hey, what about this? And mm-hmm. you're right. All right. Yeah, you're absolutely right, my friend. Thank you, doctor. And we'll see you next Monday, okay? Be well. Dr. Dennis Take Powers. Take care and be well to all. All right. 855 and change at KMED, KCMD. All right. Uh, another big friend of the program here besides Dr. Powers. That's our friends at Jay Austin and Company, Gold and Silver Buyers. Uh, a lot of uh, interesting stuff going on uh, in the world right now that would say, oh, yeah, dollar's doing fine right now. There's bricks. There's all this other conversation, et cetera, et cetera. Does the dollar go away instantly? No, but it's kind of like everything else. You know, like how does something go bankrupt? It's like bit by bit and then all at once, right? That kind of a situation. Make sure that you have a hedge in there too. And then part of your wealth in physicals, gold and silver under your control, not in someone else's account, that kind of thing. He did that with Jay Austin and Company, gold and silver buyers, the recognized experts. And they make it really easy. It's fortunereserve.com, fortunereserve.com. And this is something where uh, you want that store of wealth. They'll even deliver it to you. Jay Austin and Company, gold and silver buyers, fortunereserve.com, fortunereserve.com. I know you'll enjoy that experience. After the holidays, millions of people start a new diet only to fail again. I think you deserve a diet that works. Hi, I'm Zola from PlanZDiet.com. I failed over and over on all those other diets, too. I got so frustrated, I developed my own diet. It's Plan Z by Zola. Plan Z is working for thousands of no longer frustrated dieters right now. Go to PlanZDiet.com to learn how Plan Z dieters lose an average of 31 pounds in just 50 days with no exercise, none. You'll learn about my patented ZR50 Crave Control Spray. You just spray the formula under your tongue. Gone go the cravings, the hunger, the headaches, the jitters, and more. The ZR50 spray comes with the Plan Z diet and only the Plan Z diet. Order Plan Z now and get big savings. I want you to succeed on a diet. I want to give you a chance at a healthier and happier life that comes after that weight is gone. Go to PlanZDiet.com today and learn more because you deserve a better diet. Hi, it's Bill Meyer, and I'm with Sharice from No Wires Now. It's time to switch to DISH. You bet. If you have direct TV or cable TV, call me today to see how I can save you money. Plus, I'll lower your internet and cell phone bill. And those offers in the mail from DISH, you can go through No Wires Now for those. Call me at 541-680-5875. Call Sharice like I did or visit their showroom off Biddle Road in Medford. NoWiresNow.com. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Internet and cell phone service are not provided by <laughs> My favorite email that came in over the weekend, I just wanted to mention this one, came from Lynn. Lynn writes me, quote, you want me to take the damn vaccine? Mail it to me and I'll vaccinate myself and mail back the paperwork stating I'm fully vaccinated. You trust me, right? Just like mail-in voting. <laughs> and Lynn says, this came from the comment section of a Substack piece. So perfect for Oregon. I love that, Lynn. Thanks for emailing Bill at BillMeyerShow.com. See you tomorrow. Furnace on the Fritz, this is Randall at Advanced Air. Make sure you and your family stay warm and cozy all winter long. Advanced Air provides preventative maintenance on your furnace so you don't have to worry about